Hi, I'm Joel. And I'm Kishan. And this is Tea for Two. This is our BFF podcast where we talk about anything from science to popular culture, the arts, and life in Singapore. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> it's me, Joel, the playwright and performer. Hello, girl. What was that? Education, a science educator. Uh, w- w- welcome back to T42. It is Yay! our best friend podcast where we talk about whatever the fa la 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 fa long kong we want. Fa la 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 fa long kong we want. Fa la 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 is great because, because you know, it's Christmas time. It's Christmas coming. Yeah, it's Christmas is coming. Everybody's happy. Everybody's yeah. merry. But to watch end your off, children. Christmas is coming. Yeah. Lock your daughters up. Santa Claus is coming to town. But babe. also because the fa long kong. Ah, but also the. Fa- <laughs> Do you know do you know about the Falun Gong Kishin? I think I only got introduced to them when I was in London yeah. and, and they were protesting. Yes, uh, they're in Chinatown. They, they're not protesting. Not pro- like, uh, I don't know what they're doing. It's like they're raising awareness yeah, about raising the awareness. plight of yeah. the Falun Gong. Giving out pamphlets. So okay, I don't know what the Falun Gong is 100 percent but what sure. they claim to be are a group of like I think they are kind of like religious um, right, right. like sect or whatever. There is a religious element. Ah yeah, yeah, that like claims that in China they were persecuted, right? Then the CCP government harvests their organs and everything. Yeah, like, so everywhere in the world, right, they're basically just going around trying to raise awareness of mm. like um, the atrocities uh, but then it's like just they're a very bit... much ignored you know yeah. is it because they're everywhere that they're ignored I think so Are you or thing? I think people are just scared to you know like how last time in Singapore people <laughs> were scared to go the opposition ah, uh, politicians so giving like up I think it's the same thing oh okay yeah. okay, okay okay poor thing or maybe people think they are communists maybe yeah. or people are just like, yeah, this, is, just like yeah. this is very far away it's not my mm. problem it could be that correct, correct, you correct. know you know. Yeah, but anyway, also Christmas yeah anyway thoughts and prayers to the Falun Gong hope you're okay hope you're okay this Christmas Hope you're having a good Hope Christmas. Hope you're having a good Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Kishan? I'm great because it's the school holiday. Hey! Yes. Hey! No, it's always, but but you know what? I find it very difficult to relax. Why is that? I don't know. It's a combination of things because I'm I'm a workaholic number one, mm. and number two. Every time it reaches the end of the year, I get a bit like weirdly reflective and depressive. So I don't know. It's just because the end of the year is coming. I think normal. Eh? Normal. Normal huh? to be a bit more like morose near the end of the yeah. year. Is it because it's another year has uh, another year has ended? Truly, one 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 more step to the grave. Oh, <laughs> I don't like that. Leh. I always think about this. Don't like that, Leigh. <laughs> I've been having a great time so far. I don't want to oh. think about like one more, like getting closer to the grade. I'm sorry, sis. It's always yeah. on my mind. Mm. But anyway, how have you been? I've been great. I've been great. Yep. So, yes. like, as some of you who listen to podcasts know, because we shouted it out last time, last weekend on the 19th of November, Woo! me and some of my friends threw an amazing new queer party at a projector cafe called Intervention. <laughs> Oh, it I, was so much fun. It was, I know, like half midway through, right, when like the crowd turned up and the vibes were amazing and people were just having an amazing time, right? We all looked at each other and just went, oh my God, it's popping off. We can't believe, and we like, days after the fact, w- a week after the fact, we we're still just kind of like, we can't believe that. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, the vibes were so good. It felt like a genuinely joyful queer space. No, it was a very, very unique sort of queer space. Yeah. And the fact that it existed and it was there and it was drawing I, I don't up know. all the people from the woodwork. Oh, yeah, it was so it's lovely. Like, all the weirdos turned up. Yeah, it was so nice. All the art people, la, the queers, la, the Gen Z, millennial, Gen X, la, Ivan Hing turned up. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, truly Glenn was like, Glenn was there. It was truly gamut. 
the yeah. gama- all the messy queers turned up. I think props to y'all for creating a space that allowed these people to come and just be their weird queer selves. Honestly, it was I so like, fun. Yeah, honestly, like all 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 Daniel, one of the organizers, did was just follow the right people on Instagram. Ah, uh, correct. Yeah, uh. and then like put some like uh, Zentai people on the cover. You know you what? Know? It's always about who you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it about really, how, it about really who you know. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So that's great. I'm still like, coming down from that. Yes, mm. sis. Well done. Well done. Thanks, and looking thanks. forward to the next one. Yeah. Can I just oh say? Oh my god. Yes. We, have, we, are, we are definitely planning for the next. It's in the works. It's in the works. Mm. It's in the works. Exciting. Yeah, just listen out for more details on that. Mm. So anyway, we've got a very special episode for you today. Don't we, Kisha? Oh my yeah, god. Dear yes. listeners, yes, just brace yourselves. What are we going to be doing today, Kisha? So it all started like about two, three weeks ago where mm. we had this idea to reach out. Mm. Reach, reach out, out to our fans. Specifically, our five, five foreign, foreign listeners. listeners. We were like, hey girls Hey, five foreign listeners All of you out there in the universe Can you just say hi to us on mm. Instagram? We want to know who you are We want to know who you are And then beyond that We asked them to send a little something S- Tell us a little bit about yourself And so many people responded yep. More than five What we learned from this exercise Is that we do in fact have more than um, greater five than, foreign, greater, greater than, than five yeah, <laughs> Number of foreign listeners Greater than five Greater than yeah. five Who would have thought? Nice. Who would have thought? <laughs> What we're doing today is that we're going to be listening to five of these little like pocket contributions Wonderful. that uh, five of our foreign listeners have made, yes. and we're just going to be responding to them Simple. in the spirit of international dialogue, correct? <laughs> Bilateral <laughs> relations. Is that it, what? Yeah, is? no multilateral, multilateral diplomacy. Yeah, yeah. Also, it's because we're running out of ideas. You're running out of ideas. The well is dry. In fact, like I think <laughs> for another, for next year, week's episode, maybe we'll just ask our, our our all our listeners to send something in, right? And then like basically. <laughs> Like this podcast will soon become ninety percent contribution, yeah, right? It's and then the ten of then the, the rest of the ten percent is just us sitting there going like, mm, yeah, can't, mm, uh, good, good, ah, uh, very good, very good. It will turn into basically like some sort of channel news yeah, 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 discussion yeah. board. It will be it will be a bulletin board. <laughs> yeah, then, then we will just blame like the role moderator. Correct. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> but before we get into the episode proper, right? Like uh, on and on a somewhat related note, and really very random. related note. Like before we recorded today, Kishan, I um sent T for two our podcast in to. The Asia Podcast Awards. <laughs> oh my god. It is, it is, it is like truly. Who are we? This also feels like a weird uh, Channel 5 sort of award. <laughs> so, I someone just sent me sent me the link going like, hey Joe, you should submit 3 for 2 in. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, there's no prize money. Oh. There's only recognition. Is that, is that how you got the link? Someone, uh, someone just sent it to me and said, hey, you should send 3 for 2 in for this. Right, yeah. right, right. But right, you right. know what? There's a $15. Submission fee So Correct. you have to pay $15 To be considered yeah. Yeah. yeah And also like At the end after you pay right it's, It reads Purchase Purchase made. Yeah <laughs> So we purchased a nomination Thank you very we much purchased no- Yeah. This feels like the scam The police warned you I about I know I know <laughs> And you kind of think like Is it a scam? Is it? But I don't okay, know If you get scammed by $15 Not so bad Not la. so bad la. Not, not so bad, bad la. La. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. So anyway we, we, we put in our nomination And you know when We will know the results mm. Next Sunday Yeah probably by the time This episode comes out So hey You might be listening to two award-winning podcasters, yeah. okay? Who knows? Mm, please Who manifest knows? a win for us. Yeah, huh? think about mm. it long, deep and hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. <laughs> it's time to welcome to the stage our five foreign listeners. Hi! Yes. Welcome to the family. <laughs> oh, wow. We are glad that you could come. This is not a church song, ah. I don't know. Like, we are basically, <laughs> thanks for letting us outsource our content to you today. Yes. Mm. Who do we have first, Kishan? First, we have Johnny. And Johnny's Ooh. all the way from... New Zealand. Oh, never been, have you? Never. Always wanted to go. Very exciting. Mm, let's hear what Johnny has to say. Mm-hmm. Kia ora, Joel and Kishin. My name is Johnny. My pronouns are he, him. 
and I'm one of your fabled five international listeners. Um, I'm tuning in from Aotearoa, New Zealand, and when I'm not sitting my ass down and listening uh, to you talk about life in Singapore, I enjoy going to films, live music, and even dabbling in podcasting myself. The most incredible thing I've learnt about Singapore from Tifa 2 is that in the early 90s, McDonald's aired like an advertisement that brainwashed every single millennial into forging an intense emotional connection with McDonald's. Um, and um, I've actually noticed this. My partner's Singaporean and learning about this has been really helpful in allowing me to understand why she enters a trance state every time I say the word <laughs> McSpicy. Um, keep up the good work, guys, and stay safe. Wonderful. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. That was so good. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, the first thing I want to say is, yes, like, thank is. you for clocking our use of foreign. Yeah. He's, like, he Johnny didn't say he, foreign. He, say foreign. he said he's international. international. You know why? Because he's not foreign to himself. Correct. Yeah. You know what? Power to you. Power to you. <laughs> foreign. I'm so sorry. Foreign is just such a deeply cynical Singaporean way of saying not from here. But you know we know also I mean? just wanted to yeah, alliterate. Yeah, just wanted to alliterate. <laughs> Five foreign is a lot of fun to say. Yes, a lot of fun okay, to okay, say. Okay, you're not foreign. <laughs> you're international. We get it. We get yeah, we it. Get we it, we, we should be it. more enlightened. I also really like the fact that he reminded us of the McDonald's. Oh episode. my god! I don't think about that episode very much I at totally all. I totally forgot yeah. about it's it. It's so strange that that's what jumped out. At yeah. Him. So basically, what was this episode about? We, we basically basically played we, the just, we just Singapore. we just talked about Singaporeans' love for McDonald's. Then we just played this advertisement from the nineties or correct. A very yeah. long ago advertisement. Mm. And then we just basically like responded. Correct. To it. Yeah. And then like um, Johnny is right. That was a brainwashing campaign. <laughs> Yeah, it's a kind of like Pavlovian response. Whenever yeah. you say Max spicy Singaporeans will go like, ooh. Yeah, your mouth immediately water, yeah, yeah, your yeah. stomach ache, and you want to go to the toilet. Yeah, eh, <laughs> hey, no. Okay, so like I recently learned, right, that the Max spicy X ice Milo combination is not funny. No. It's not, it's not It's not a joke. It's not it's a joke. Like, it's literally, if you're constipated, right, that is the best medication. No, yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. The, the, because like the McDonald's, the McDonald's ice Milo, right, it's really, it tastes like constipation, constipation uh, medicine. No, right? it's very cow. It's I, very chalky, yes, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think they really put yeah, in yeah, medicine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really like pound medication mm. put inside to give it that thickness. Mm. Uh, mm. Mm. Anyway, I'm so happy that that's what you learned from the podcast. Of all the things, of all the everyday things we talk about, huh? it really is like uh, Sometimes McDonald's. it's the simple thing. Things simple things, yeah, huh? yeah. We, we must give it to people. Yeah, and like you know, like um, I guess like the podcast is a bit like a mac spicy for listen uh Singaporeans abroad. You know, it's it just is a little bit of like taste of home. It is a taste of mm. a taste of home. Speaking of mac spicy, right? Oh my like, god! I okay. So when I was in is London, this one of your diarrhea stories? No, <laughs> it could be. Do you want? Do you, do you want? Yeah, it could be like. <laughs> Like um like earlier this year in June or whatever when I was back in London right McDonald's UK launched their own version of the Mac Spicy oh my god yeah is it they bad? launched the Mac Spicy right it, it's just it does not hold a candle tell me more it does not hold a candle is it no spice no it's not only no spice it's very flat you know how like the Singapore Mac Spicy right it's this like kind of triumphant mountain there of is a, a heft to it's it a heft it's true to it, right? it's true that's is really just like like a pancake it's flat flat on and then uh, but I have to say though every time I ate burgers in in, in the UK right it Mm. was all flat and to me it's like oh because the chicken is more real Uh, because our chicken is GM our chicken is like mutant chicken it swells in the the, when it's cooking and it grows bigger just add water yeah yucks yeah but no it was not good it was not good oh yeah yeah it didn't it was neither spicy nor crispy 
Ah, yeah, what a shame. Yeah, it, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. Mm, okay. Any, 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 any listeners from the UK want to fight me on this? Mm. Mm. Thanks, Johnny, for your wonderful contribution. Yes, thanks love all the way you. from New Zealand. All love to you. Yeah. On one island to another. Can you imagine someone from New Zealand listening to us? Our I voice can't, eh. blaring through New I Zealand. Can't. It's amazing the volcanoes haven't exploded. Part of my question mark about this, right? It's like if you're not Singaporean, what are you getting out of this Cor- podcast? Correct. Yeah, which is why we ask. Right? Yes, yeah. exactly that. Okay. Uh. I'm. I'm so curious. I'm so curious. Anyway, okay. Should we move? On to our next, our yes, next five Who do we have? Who do we have? Up next, we have Chun, Chun. Who's joining us from the USA. Ooh. Hi, my name is Chun. I work in healthcare. My pronouns are he and him. Uh, I started collecting and growing plants during the pandemic, uh, but right now I'm just trying to find new homes for them now that we're able to travel again. I'm Singaporean, but currently live in Honolulu on the island of Oahu. I'm really glad I found the T for Two podcast and really gained a lot from it. Um, firstly, it keeps me connected to the events that are happening in Singapore. Uh, you know, from the latest hot pot places uh, to actually Singapore's rank on press freedom. Secondly, and probably the most important reason of why I appreciate this podcast so much is that it allows me to process and unpack the issues formed from growing up gay in Singapore. I had to leave uh, to find air to come out as gay, uh, but didn't realize how much more there was to unpack. Um, And because I have left, I have so much admiration for people like uh, you guys um, for showing up, creating this podcast, and and speaking reason to bureaucracy. And this was especially apparent during the run-in that you had with Esther from MOE. And lastly, you guys are hilarious, packaging all the heavy stuff with sound effects. I love the bell and the copious amounts of laughter that is found in every episode. If it isn't already apparent, I'm a huge fan and definitely have recruited three other foreign listeners. So I'm calling calling bullshit to say that you probably have eight foreign listeners now. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I'm starting, I'm starting to notice a theme. Is yes. it all... Ah, island people to island people. Island people to island people. <laughs> First, we mm. have New Zealand. Nah, then now we have ha, ha, what? Oahu, Oahu, I think. Oahu, yeah, Oahu. Hawaii. And now, yeah, um, back to talking Singapore. to Singapore. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I think it's island, 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 it's island, island mentality. Love. Island love. It's island, island love. Oh, thanks, Chon. That Such was a sweet little message. That was really, really, really. Yeah, nice. I think I can understand about the growing up gay and leaving. And I think we've talked about this on, on one of the episodes. Right? Like we were thinking, oh, when we when we were in our twenties, we're like, oh, let's pick up and leave and never come back. But there's mm. always this tension between wanting to leave Singapore and wanting to st- and, and staying here and the pull that this country has mm. to not only to make you feel comfortable but for me it's almost like a sense of like I need to stay here to do something okay, about it yeah I mean like that's I a come from whole, that place wow, that's a whole episode unto itself year by year right what I begin to feel is like it's more like Stockholm Syndrome no <laughs> <laughs> any listeners from Stockholm well, any listeners from dark, Stockholm very dark <laughs> No, it's like, yeah, I, I totally hear that. It's yeah. this, And you hear it so much, right? Especially from gays of a certain generation. Absolutely. Where it just made no sense to stay here anymore. And mm. like, ostensibly, things feel like they're picking up with the repeal of 3 and 7 everything. Fingers but crossed there's so many things that, you know, um, that need work. It's, it's never just a single issue thing, right? No, of yeah. course not. And um, even with the repeal, that, yeah, like you said, there's so much more work to be done. And effectively, it's sometimes feel that nothing has changed. Yeah. <laughs> and then... I mean, like, I also don't know how much I I feel what you're feeling now about right. the should we just stay to make things better, kind of. I, yeah. I, I don't know I that mean, I'm there. I mean, I don't know like, that I'm there. be the best gay you can be 
kind of time be, in my be life. Be the la. best gay you can be. <laughs> like, pew, I'm super gay. Yeah, <laughs> correct. Basically, it's pink ranger energy all the way. That's, oh. <laughs> that's where I'm at. Like, just be super gay and be yeah, out there. Well, I will say what's, what I've learned recently. So, like, to go back to, you know, the intervention party that we threw, right? Right. Like, and, and various other things that I've been doing lately. I think, like, the thing that makes you sane, that gives you sanity in this country is mm. possibility. Right? Mm. I think this country often feels like it's an impossible place. It's impossible if you are a sharp thinking, humane person with like, you know, who wants to have a more civic life mm. and wants to spend time, you know, enriching yourself and your community. Yeah. It can feel impossible sometimes, right? Especially if you're queer, even. Yeah, so 100%. You, and I think like, Recently, with the party and some other things, like it, it's been me acting out a sense of possibility and then feeling for those moments that I'm there that life here is possible. Mm. And actually, a lot of people wrote in to us after the party going like, for a, you know, this party made me feel like life was possible again. Wow. Yeah. And I think the sad thing is that like, this sense of possibility, you have to make it yourself. Right? Yes. You know, it's not out there you can take. It's not something you can just get off the shelf. Like You really have to work at making it for yourself. Yeah. And that's the hard thing. Yeah. So it's not so much that people are braver who stay or people are more committed who stay. I think it's just people who are are who have like the I think people who have who it's the people you know, right? I think if you are already predisposed to be surrounded by people where you can find pockets of possibility, yeah. the you, community that yeah, you have, if, you know, it's easier to stay, but it doesn't make it any easier to stay. If no, that makes sense, absolutely you know I mean? right. Yeah, yeah. and I, I totally agree. It, it's really the community that we have. It 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 it, it sort of gives, it sort of empowers you to live and to to do things in this country and Correct. to face everything that's out there. Yeah. Because it really, you know, like you said, like, it really isn't it easy. It wears la. you down. Yeah. It wears you down. So I, I, I actually really hope that like some, you know, government official is listening to these things. Not just our podcast, but people who are out there collectively producing all of this like expression that is mm. saying how fucking high it is to be here. You know, beyond like material comfort, which they yeah. always throw at us as like the you should be grateful for this, right? It's like beyond that, like it's, it's this sense that, what well, you know, it's, it's, right, it's this mental, yeah. emotional experience exhaustion what, what does of it being say here. that what does it say that like for a whole generation of young people it's easier to leave yeah than to stay it's like, what, would, what, what does yeah. it say about your your place making your home making Correct. As, you would as think that we will right? be on it you yeah. know because why because yeah. we are only resource. yeah we are censorship <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean like you know if, if singapore were so great yeah you know if if these material comforts were in and of themselves enough, right? Like, why? Why would be complaining? Why? Why yeah. people? Why are people complaining on such a deep existential level? Truly, that it's not. Yeah. Be, it's not like people want to like uproot and leave the, behind their friends and family. You know, it's a hard decision to make. Yes. You know, when we're watching pa- uh, Pam Wee's Fag Hag, right? There was this very heartbreaking segment where she basically talks about all of her queer friends who just thought it was so much easier to up and leave just so they yeah, could I find remember. love they could find creative expression whatever. so they could be themselves. Yeah, Ugh. and like sometimes it feels like the only revenge you can take on this country is to leave. You know oh I mean? okay no I I, yeah. I totally feel that yeah I think another thing that was interesting about what Chun said is this idea that like he he left to come out but then he found that there were other things he had to work through this one is called trauma trauma yeah I mean so so no matter where you go you, you kind of yeah. always have to work yeah. through it Be- I think it's also because you were born in <laughs> Singapore 
No, I think like I think we really need to do a deep delve of what actually is the trauma of growing up in Singapore. Yeah. What is that like? And right? it hits you yeah. early, it hits you hard. Yeah. So even if you leave, right, you take that thing with you and you need to unpick it. Lah. Yeah. Ugh. For me, it was like when I was um, back in the UK and my friends and I were, my friends had joined a queue to get into this club, right? And then like I had come late and then I said, oh, okay, I'll go I'll go to the back. I'll join from the back. Then they said, just cut the queue. Joe was like, no, no, I can't. I have to go to the back. Then they, they screamed at me. Oh my God, Joe, just come into the queue. You're such a single Singaporean. And I was like, in that moment, I went like, oh, oh my god, yeah, you're right. And I was so embarrassed. Actually, talking about that it makes so me anxious. Yeah. But it makes me anxious. I know, right? It makes me anxious, right? Yeah. It's like, no, 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 we have to go to the back because we cannot, yeah. But girl, but why? I, I, yeah. I, will, I will rebut and say that not every not Singaporean, Singaporean is like that. Right, 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 you right. and me, we are like yeah, that because no. we are very worried about, like, oh, we must do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. We, we must be very careful. We must make sure nobody is upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I have definitely seen Singaporeans who don't give a shit. Yeah. 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 Aunties. So we are also, uh, we are broken in, in the sense of because of what this country has done to us, but we are also individual. Yeah, we are broken people. Fractured we are fractured, yeah. <laughs> Not everything in Singapore no, do no, one. No. Uh. Mm, crack, crack. <laughs> anyway, thanks Chun for your lovely message. Yeah, we that hope was you really, are enjoying really enjoying the the vibe, the island vibes in yeah. Hawaii. Oh my goodness! It sounded like I, I couldn't tell like there was this background song right whether he was like by the sea or in bed. But either way, very oh, sexy. It sounds like mm. FBT's rustling. FBT's rustling, right? Oh, mm. I'm gonna hold on mm. to the image. <laughs> Okay, who do we have next? Ooh, next up. Oh, up next we have a special person who's a yes, friend of yours. It's Kishan. my friend. It's your friend Natasha Fernando. Natasha Fernando. Yeah, all the way from Canada. Canada. <laughs> Hi, Kish. Hi, Joel. Thank you so much for letting me contribute to T for Two as one of your five uh, foreign listeners. I mean, I'm sure you have many, many more. Um, I'm just at the office um, on my on my break, tucked in a corner. So I hope the quality is fine. Uh, I'm Natasha Fernando. My pronouns are she and her, and I work in international development. I was with the UN for a few years, but I now work on climate change with the Canadian government. I'm in Canada, um, but I was born and raised in Singapore. Uh, that's why I wasn't sure if I would count as one of your foreign listeners. But um, yeah, I left Singapore after uh, my A-levels when I was 18. Um, moved around a bit and then now 18 years later I find myself uh, in Ottawa and I realized I didn't mention how I started listening to T for T for two uh, it's because Kish is my friend from junior college uh, we weren't in the same class but we had uh, overlapping circles of friends and uh, he also volunteered at, at a place my mom volunteered at this after school uh, center for and he would help the kids with their homework and like they adored him they they would have believed he hung the moon in the sky honestly um yeah uh, my hobbies um i like writing uh, I, i'm not a professional like joel at all but i help people write their memoirs on the side uh, it started by accident i was um, an intern in geneva i was very poor i was surviving on free croissants and i happened to find the side gig to help someone write their memoir and i i really liked it um, and that's led me to be able to do a couple of other things, being a documentary script consultant, which I didn't even know was a thing, uh, and also something I do with a, a non-profit that I volunteer with. It's basically um, um, a free veterinary care clinic for the pets of uh, homeless and vulnerably housed people, and, and they also provide uh, free human health services like dental um, drug sex, uh, smoking cessation, naloxone kits type of thing. So I do little interviews on their relationships 
with their dog or their cat and we also have a professional photographer who does we do like a little photo shoot and then at the end of the the day they get a nice a nice memento of you know a write-up on their relationship and I mean, I love going to these clinics. Um, it's always very humbling, and the people are just. Um, I I wind up learning so much more about myself, and you know they're going through a lot, and they're persevering so much more than than um, I I certainly realize. And what's very special is um, seeing the strength that they gain from the love of their pets. You know, every single one of them says how non-judgmental and unconditional the love of the that the, they receive from the pets so it's really it's really very striking and it's very special um yeah and i really love going to those sessions oh wasn't that the most wholesome thing yeah <laughs> natasha you sounds heard. like a wonderful person yeah she's lovely she is so lovely and like she said i knew her from junior college mm. that, so that, that's where i met her and and yeah and we were friends you yeah. know we are friends and apparently know, so, so, so kids love you kishan yeah, wow. yeah i mean i mean i knew Keeping i wanted to be a hang the moon in the sky yeah, that, that was a very sweet thing to say yeah. did you always know you were going to work with kids uh, I knew I wanted to be a teacher since I was nine years old. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Since I was nine. Were you was like one like, oh. of those brats like giving like fake lessons as a as a nine year old? Going like I'm gonna teach you. No, no, yeah. not fake lessons. I was actually pulled pulled out of class to teach the primary one students how to read. Oh. So that's how I knew because I was like, oh, this is so much fun, and I, was, I really enjoyed achiever. it. High achiever. High achiever. Not high achiever. I think I just knew what I wanted lah. You know what I really loved about that piece, that little bit of sharing, and Natasha's given us a, a longer recording, so we'll listen to more of that in a second. But like, what I really liked from that was the the story of her like um, being broke as fuck in Geneva and then looking for work and then like surviving on croissants and like stuff like Free that. Free croissants. I just love that kind of like hardship story in a way. Same. You know, because it's like, it, you know, it's that sense that uh, this is the kind of thing that people are afraid of, right, in this country. Of, Absolutely. Of discomfort, of struggle. And actually, what you learn when you go through these things, as both of us did, like, living in weird in a weird foreign country for a long time, right, is that actually we have it in us to survive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. That's, that was the one thing I think I, I personally was... was, was not sure whether I had it in my in me to live mm. in another country. So something that maybe wasn't super foreign, but, like, different, yeah. right? But, yeah. After, like, a few... A f- not even a m- few months, like, after, yeah. like, a month, you're like, you know what? Can. Actually, why did I doubt myself? Yeah, can this is totally what? okay. It's the comfort that we feel here, yeah. you know? That makes like, it feel like anything that isn't this is adversity. Yeah. Actually, for most people, it's life. Correct! You know, for most people, adversity, I know, uncertainty, precarity is life. It's life. It's yeah. character building. It's character building. It, you come up with great stories. Yeah. You have things to say during, yeah. like, during interviews, during like, conversations, it, doing dates. It pulls you in different directions. Absolutely. It expands your sense of the world. Yeah, I know. We, we had a friend of ours, like right, who's been on this podcast. I'm always a bit jealous of the fact that he moves around quite a bit. Right. Like, he's lived in so many places. And I go like, wow, if... I think that's so wonderful because he has so many experiences, so many mm. different stories, so many dif- he's met so many different people. I think it's so exciting. Yeah, fuck so many people too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? Ah, uh, what can I say, man? Uh, it's not nice. Okay, we are pro. Sli- <laughs> we are pro. We are. We are we're not. This is a, we're this not is shaming a, this anybody. This is a sex positive yeah. podcast. Correct. But yes, it's very character building, right? So there's so much that you can learn. Yeah, it's like here's, most Singaporeans don't even go and work in service. You know what I mean? You know, it's like. They don't even like want to work at a restaurant Absolutely. or do this kind of like this kind of like um you know more, they thumb more, their noses more, down yeah they thumb their it. noses down at it. It's like I remember when my my second year when of of masters when I went back right I had no money mm. I and then like I had a bit of a panic right so when I went back to London the first thing I did was I just went to this restaurant near my place which was called Sambal Shio <laughs> which is a laksa restaurant I just started working there and I'm it was gonna, great I had an amazing time I'm gonna try it <laughs> yeah, 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 go there. yeah yeah when you go back to London do do go yeah mm. I think Mandy the owner listens to this podcast. 
So oh. just say I hi. I'm Kishan from T Forty. She might give you, <laughs> she might give you some free stuff. She might know. give you free yeah. stuff. <laughs> no, but like you know, I learned a lot working working in service. Um, yeah. Working working in a restaurant, I met a lot of people. It just sharpened all of, you know all of my faculties. Yeah, right? all and of your skills. I think it's here, really good. Here in Singapore, like we we don't even do that kind of work. We're scared of it, lah. We're scared of it because uh. why? Not comfortable. Not comfortable. Adversity. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm. How can? Okay, anyway, should we listen to the rest of what <laughs> yes, Natasha please. has to say? Yes, please. Yes, please. Um, so, I was diligent. I went through your, your past catalogue and these may not be things that I learned per se, but definitely or, uh, offered some validation, some some insights, I guess, into think how things have changed since I've left. Uh, it's been a long time. So, the first one is episode 39 on housing. Uh, I grew up in the east and had a really small uh, radius of life. Um, but I really liked your neighborhood characterizations, Angmokyo, Changi, Pongol, the filing cabinet. Yes, yes, now that you said it, that's all I can imagine. Um, but most of all, really what, what uh, I felt very affirmed about the West, uh, um, I also feel the air is very different. It feels so far off. It just doesn't seem, it's like the Truman Show. And I don't know, the few times that I've gone, um, yeah, I always feel like I want to have the MRT within sight, so as to not get lost in whatever simulation this is. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's really strange. Um, the irony is, I guess, that, you know, I now drive two to three hours like it's no big deal um, in Canada. But the few times that I've returned to Singapore, I just, like, consider the West too far. I just, there's no way. Sorry, anyone who lives in the West. Okay, uh, the next one is episode 43, your Straits Times Forum episode and where Singapore landed on the World Press Freedom Index. So I knew it would be low because, I mean, what happened with you and Esther and then um, just media suppression. But the fact that it dropped to 160 and it was like snuggled between Sudan and Somalia was, yeah, it was uh, pretty yikes. Um, but it, it, you know, and I was really upset for you guys and um, not kidding. I tried to learn about bootlegging. I figured like it, it, if it works for the Peaky Blinders, if it works for the Kennedys, you know, there must be a way. Um yeah, actually, no. Just in case I have my own Esther listening, I'm kidding. I would not do this, but I would find a way. I would find a way to help T42 get out into the world. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, what I liked about the episode, it was great to see how previously shunned topics were now being discussed, like race and homosexuality. And and that actually brings me to the next episode, episode uh, 48. It was one of your deep chats on racism. Uh, for me, this was a very tough one to get through. Um, I'm Indian Sinhalese and a lot of what uh, Kish raised, uh, I felt that very deeply, uh, the downplaying, the gaslighting, the, the casualness. But I think the biggest thing for me was the quote uh, of someone who said, um, I'm not full Indian, I'm not fully Indian or something as a defense, but more accurately as self-preservation. And I've, I've definitely um, reacted that way myself. And while I've thought a lot about racism my whole life, I think it's only been in recent years that I've tried to sit with and parse through my own internalized racism and internalized colonialism. So that was a really uh, important episode. And um, yeah, apart from the food, I often feel like like a fake Indian. Uh, and in a way, my, my name on paper helps me separate myself a bit because um, growing up, very few people realize Fernando is is an insanely common surname in Singapore. And, and add to that, my parents went to English schools taught by the Brits. My mother tongue isn't Tamil. I learned 
Malay. And um, I don't have any particularly, we don't practice any particularly Indian customs, you know, and I didn't even know the term Desi before moving abroad. So, um, yeah, I remember a time I was told I was a cool Indian, not a regular one, because I didn't smell. And he was referring to how Indian women um, oil their hair. Um, and and I felt good in that moment. But now, like, I feel bad that I felt good about myself with with his um, with what he said. And, and also, frankly, like, yeah, I, w- I wish I did maybe oil my hair because it wouldn't be falling out so much right now. Yeah, or being told I had to be a secret girlfriend. Uh, because his Chinese f- family wouldn't accept an Indian. or And then the whiplash of moving to Canada and Europe, where people were like, oh, I love your tan. You're so exotic. And yeah, it's just a bunch to unpack, and I'm, I'm still working through it. But um, that was really... It was a really good episode. It was tough, um, but it was good. Yeah, I, the, the racism episode was... It's something that I, 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 I actually forgot that we did and we didn't do just do one we did like two mm. one of our early deep chats was mm. a racism episode you remember and then we repeated it again like when other when when other racisms, uh, when other racisms <laughs> happened when other racisms happened remember that no I think that came about in a slew of racisms that yeah, happened in a single exactly. month right and you know what after making those episodes and hearing it the one time that, that, I, I, that I usually do after the edits are done just to make sure everything's okay I don't think I've listened to them again mm. because I think it's a, it will be a bit too difficult mm. to to listen to. I, I find I find uh, it, it hits too close to home. And I like what she said about about how there are certain things she had to unlearn. Mm. Growing up, like minority in this country, well, a lot of things was poured onto you. These I- ideas were poured onto you about how you were maybe not the most ideal citizen, mm. and you have to unlearn a lot of that. Mm. And going away to other and to another country. That becomes very empowering mm. so, because suddenly you go the, like the lens shifts. The right? lens totally mm. shifts, and suddenly you go like, "Hey, yeah, I'm still minority." It's fake one. Yeah, it's fake, it's fake one. one. It's fake one. I'm still minority, but people don't say those nasty things here. Yeah, people. Uh, there are other problems. Don't, don't get me wrong, exoticizing you in, in different sorts of ways, but but it's a different perspective. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. There's a lot to unlearn, and I'm totally with her about unlearning, and it's, it's a process that we all have to go through. Yeah, still going through. Mm. She came for the West. She, oh, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, dear <laughs> listeners who live in the West. Um, Natasha did wake Jerome. up. Yeah, Natasha did wake up and she chose violence this day. <laughs> she chose violence against the West. She chose violence against Jurong, Clementi, Bunle. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I agree. Uh, I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still, I still stand. Like, it's very far away. Remember la. that day we were taking this grab to the West because we were going to someone's house in Bukit Batok or whatever, right? And then right. we were going from like here in the East. You, me, and Sean, and then like as right. it crossed, right? Like I pointed out how like there is this, you know, when you're crossing over, there's this one point in the expressway. I can't remember which expressway it is when you suddenly cross into the west and you suddenly know you're in the west. <laughs> it's when suddenly like it's like suddenly like the trees on the side of the road become very tall and thick to hide all the rich people's houses, <laughs> and then the air quality just starts to change. The yeah. the sky becomes purple. Or whatever, Maybe right? the yeah. Adam Road around the area. Ah, yeah. it's around Adam Road area. <laughs> Yeah, like there is this very distinct point, like the there is a yeah when you shift. when you transition from the from the from the east to the these west. These are only yeah. uh, people who live in the east can totally yeah. understand. All the people who live in the west will be like, what, what, what are you talking, talking about? about? Yeah, we yeah. totally lost listeners. But you know what, what else was interesting about what Natasha said? The fact that like what? she has no, she doesn't bat an eyelid driving like from state to state in Canada. Right. But then coming back to Singapore, suddenly the idea of going to the West from the East feels very punishing and onerous. That's how difficult it is to remove this idea of the yeah. West is, in Singapore. Is it is it <laughs> is it though or is it that the West has a very specific spiritual signature? <laughs> 
I think it's the latter. Oh, I think the west of Singapore has a very specific spiritual signature. <laughs> no, no, but I was just like talking to my friend Robin, who's from France, right? And he was saying like mm. the one thing he like finds very amusing and at the same time quite confounding about Singaporeans is the belief that we have like very distinct east and west. <laughs> Not just East West, uh, North, North South. Got, oh, hey, excuse me. Just because we're small doesn't mean we are not allowed to have geographical Correct. coordinates. Okay. I'm sorry. We were ha- we mm. have an East identity. Yeah. Please back off. Also, um, <laughs> thanks Natasha for the shout out to Esther. I think that's like the second time Esther's been um, yeah. been been clocked she's, from this episode. She's really made an impact. Yeah, I have yeah. to say. So many people think that Esther's real, and I think if enough people believe Esther's real, maybe she is. She will manifest. Yeah. Maybe yeah, it's will not. Manifest yeah, her. Maybe it's not Esther. Maybe actually the one who's really listening to us is Marilyn or something. <laughs> Just about the MOE OL, right? <laughs> Marilyn from Compliance. Com- <laughs> that sounds like a legit yeah, department, by the way. Okay, yeah. let's stop conjuring up like yeah, civil the one yeah. scary. Okay. okay, let's carry on with the rest of Natasha's yes, uh, wonderful, like long but wonderful contribution. Wonderful, yes. Uh, the last one is episode 24, your Halloween episode. Uh, so, Keisha and I were in junior college together, like I said, uh, and at some point, the student council, which I was on, organized a night walk, which is basically... Um, you know, completely unnecessary, probably outlawed, but you make your juniors walk in pairs through a haunted house-esque route, ostensibly for team building, but really it's an excuse to to scare the daylights out of them. Um, so we had our night walk all set up on school grounds, and a few of us on the student council were at one of the night walk stations near the boys' loose under the stadium with uh, candles, red lights, like all that kind of rubbish, uh, waiting for the juniors to come. And then Keish comes along completely incensed and miffed. And he was basically being like incredibly huffy at how juvenile this night walk thing was. <laughs> then I discover in this episode 24 that not even um, three years later, I think. Yeah, three years. Keish not only organized his own night walk, but he had it at flipping old Changi Hospital. <laughs> what? And I just want to point out to Kish that your tune changed 180. I mean, old Changi Hospital, that's, oh, that's cruel. Um, so Joel, I, I thought you might like that back background information. Yeah, so so that's all. Thank you so much for again for, for including me in this. Um, there are many of us out there who, who look forward to it um, a great deal. Uh, so thanks, guys. And yeah, looking forward to the next episode. Bye. Cat, cat. I just want to skip all the pleasantries here. I want to skip all the ple- Thanks, Natasha. Thank you, Natasha. She also came for me in Kishan this episode. Kumar Singh. Yes. So for some context of those of you who don't know what we're talking about, right? Basically, on that Halloween episode, I mm. disclosed how when we were both in uni, because Kishan was my senior, mm. he and his horrible demonic squad of seniors <laughs> planned a horror night at Old Changi Hospital. Yes, that we and did. And we fucking traumatized a whole bunch of like year ones, okay? <laughs> and then now to learn that this piece of shit in his younger days <laughs> had taken a principled stand against exactly the same thing. It's just, it's just, it's just, I'm so disappointed in you. What Kishan. can I say? Perspectives change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think for the worst in this case. For the worst. Come on, when we had the opportunity to do it at Old Changi Hospital, how could we say no? You 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 know how you can say no? You just say no. <laughs> it was too you good. You just say no. It was too good to pass I tell out. you, there's an alternate universe out there where five people died that night. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. you know what? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm so glad this is the timeline. I'm yeah. 
piece of shit. <laughs> anyway, thanks, <sighs> Natasha, for your beautiful con- con- yeah, contribution. Yeah, it was so lovely to it's, hear from you. I, I don't know her, but I feel like I'm already her friend. Oh, sh- you, yeah. you will love her. <laughs> what a nice, calming energy. Yeah, and she yeah. does so many wonderful things. She sounds like a really lovely, compassionate human being. She is a being. lovely human being. Aww. Yeah. Thank you so much, Natasha. All right, Kishan, who do we have next? Next up, we have Stella, all the way from Hamburg, Germany. Stella! Stella! I'm Stella and I've been loyally listening from Hamburg, Germany. Um, I'm actually from Singapore. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so every time on the podcast, you know, when Joe and Kisha mentioned the five foreign listeners, I get a very like strong imposter syndrome. Like, it's not me, but maybe it's me. Yeah. <laughs> so I moved to Germany when I was 19. I've been here ever since. Um, so the whole second part of your, you know, personal development that happens in your early 20s, like, I never got to experience that in Singapore. And for me, the podcast, even as a Singaporean, it was quite refreshing to know, you know, what happens after uni, you know, what happens with your life after uni. And it was very interesting for me, at least, to hear these stories, especially, you know, from Joel Kishan, also from their guests, you know, um, how you can actually live your life in Singapore the way you choose it. Because for me, at least, it was such an anxiety-inducing factor already back in, in like high school or secondary school, um, knowing that you, know, you had to choose someone to marry and then get a BTO, and that really freaked me out so much like early on. So it's always nice to hear these stories and you know, know that there's another way to live in Singapore rather than a way that's chosen for you. Oh, I love that so much. Thank mm. you so much for that, Stella. I think, Stella! I, yeah, I think what she said about there being like, paths, you know, like checkpoints mm. that we that Singaporeans reach until like from, from birth to death, from cradle to mm. grave. It's can it's, actually it's be true. quite it's frightening. True. It's true and it can actually be quite frightening. And I think we've talked about this as queer people, we sort of break away from the mold and decide how we want to live our life. Yeah. Even though that can be very difficult. It can be a little bit tiring to carve out those spaces for us. But yeah. we do decide how we want to live our lives. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I think the scary thing is when you're in it and you don't see it until you see it. Mm. And then you go, oh shit. Right. Did I have any agency in this at all? Oh girl, that's I've, so I've heard, scary. I, I've, I've seen and heard so many people like disclose this where they go like, you know, they reach a point they're like actually around our age where they go like, I just feel like my whole life I've been like it has not belonged to me. Yeah, I'm just following, yeah. right? What's what? Yeah. What I should do next? Yeah, and um, and then and then that's why you hear of so many people who have these like very very sudden and drastic mid-career um um changes. Yeah, they reassess. Yeah, la. they reassess, and then like they go into you know, and it's like don't don't wait. Yeah, you know, like don't don't wait to to do to do what you 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 want to do, and don't wait to go and like find find your own truth because it's like what, what are you going to do at the end of the day when you're like 60 and you realise all your life you've just spent like your, your whole life making money for other people I right? totally I totally agree yeah, with which that. is not to say that of course that like there are no like good outcomes from like going through that travelator no and for some people that know? works out you know yeah, and for some and people that's what you want to yeah, do power yeah. to you but I guess but go if, in with your eyes open yeah yeah, I, I also love like this thing Stella talks about about how because she was in Germany since she was nineteen, mm. she didn't have that. She didn't experience that coming of age um, part of her life in Singapore. Yeah, and I can attest, right? Mm. That is quite different. You know, like I because when I went to the UK, I, I met a lot of sick younger Singaporeans who, right. who who hadn't hadn't had the opportunity, so they spent their twenties, those formative years in the UK. Right? Mm. Let me tell you, they are all kisiawan. <laughs> They're all crazy. 
something wrong one. Like all very. Is it because they 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 they, they taste like wow? Life can be like that, and then it just. Go batshit uh, crazy? Yes, is that what happens? Yes, yes. Because, right, even at the age of 19, when most of these kids go and do their undergrad, right, they've, yeah. e- they've endured enough of Singapore already, right? And so, like, there's still a lot of unlearning that happens, right? And then when yeah. you suddenly become in your 20s, and then mind you, you're still tied back to home through your parents and whatever and all those expectations, right? Right. Wow, sometimes it can be really fucking explosive. Sometimes, right? yeah. la. So it's it, like, it, all it, don't know what to do and then, like, suddenly, like, all become very chaotic. Uh, not, and all, yeah, not, not, not all, all Singaporeans not are all. like that, la. Because on the other hand, then you have those who are just, like, uh, those PSC scholar types exactly who, just, yeah, who, who I was who thinking just like, who, just, uh, who go overseas uh, and only hang out with the Singapore Malaysia my club my swell stay in Singapore my, well my stay swell Singapore. stay in Singapore go there only yeah. eat like every time eat learn how to make kway tiao uh, no, everyday go roti king oh. uh, <laughs> go roti king <laughs> everyday go roti king and then say roti prata instead of roti, roti chanai and then s- again get chased out yeah, yeah. 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 yeah basically spit basically on these Malaysians spit on, yeah <laughs> Ah, crack, crack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But but no, I think there's something to be said about that. And then, like, seeing these folks transition back to life in Singapore, wow, another Kisiao moment, man. No, yeah, there is, wow. a, there is a real... Uh, there is a real crash to crash. reality when you come back here. Wow, no, I crash remember, and burns. Yeah, yeah, I remember coming back, I yeah. had, like... I don't want to say depression, but I was upset. And that's you who yeah. came of age here. Yeah, I came you know? of age here and I was away only for one year. I came mm. back and I was legit upset for about one month, trying to yep. really get into the swing yep. of things. Oh, it was the number of times I've heard this story over the past couple of years, like people coming back from abroad and then just like it's it's the sudden shrinking of the world. Yeah, yeah, and you know it's it's because like you know you would have had you would have lived away from home, for example. Yeah, you would with have had all your own the space, possibilities, with all entails. the possibilities, and or and then you would have been in a very different cultural environment, and then you come back to Singapore where like you cross the street only you feel like you need to look over your shoulder. No, really. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's all of that. La. But thanks, Stella. Yeah, thank you, thank and you. I hope you are having the best time of your life yeah. in, in Hamburg. Germany. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Why Hamburg and not Berlin though? I don't know. Not job. Job, uh, job. 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 Or oh, love. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe it's love. Both. Maybe it's both job and love. Yeah. Yeah, All, yeah. The best, All the best is. All the best Up next, we've got Kartik who's joining us from Australia. Hi, Kartik. Like, Kartik. Okay, it's worth saying because we've listened through to this recording, has given us a full-on production. Oh, sister is coming sister for our gig. Sister has come for our gig. She's coming for our gig. She has done little segments. Yeah. You know, and we're just gonna we're just going to play each segment and respond to each one. Yeah, we will honor her her basically what is an episode. Yeah. <laughs> Kartik is auditioning to be the third <laughs> member of T42. Truly. Yeah, so let's take this as his audition reel. Huh? Yes. <laughs> Hello, my T42 lovelies, Joel and Kishin, dear listeners of this podcast. And of course, Esther and all associated wiretappers from all the ministries in the wizarding world of Singapore. I'm Karthik, a data analyst and a proud member of the T for Two Five Foreign Listener Alliance. So you might be able to tell from my accent, but I am coming to you all the way from Australia, specifically the sunny city of Brisbane, where I've lived nearly all my life. And identity-wise, being born in India and being part of this transitional generation of young immigrants, I'll always be switching between saying I'm either Tamil or Aussie. You know, from all the little tidbits of information that I've passively absorbed listening to you too, there's probably two standout things that come to mind when I think about the people of this city-state island country. And first one has to be your love of efficiency. And I think there's no better example than Singlish. It is such a unique dialect, this whole melting pot of words from different languages just means that you can converse with anyone there regardless of their background and have it be understood and it's so efficient there's so many unnecessary words from english cut out and it's you know literally like two times faster when i hear it so i don't know big love for that and i think another big love for you guys is your love of complaining 
basically having it as the nation's number one pastime and unofficial culture marker. I just love the fact that anything can be complained about as long as it causes the slightest bit of dissatisfaction. Maybe not even that. Maybe just for the sake of it. Either way, it's hilarious. Can I just say Kartik has a very nice voice? I was hey, going to say! My a bit wet. Eh? What, really? Yeah, quite wet, quite wet. His yeah. voice is so yeah. good. I think he sounds better than the two of us. Oh, eh? absolutely. Maybe Hands he should, maybe he should take over one of maybe. us. Let's see if people can tell or not. <laughs> so, eh, why, why Joe suddenly got Australian accent? I think the accent can tell. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, all the way from Brisbane. Brisbane. Brizzy. I wonder if there are a lot of like Singaporeans in Brisbane. You think? I think there are a lot there of Singaporeans, Singaporeans in Perth. Australia in, in general. Yeah, but in Perth. Yeah, I was in Melbourne a couple of weeks ago. I really got a lot. So I like what he said about Singlish and mm. the fact that it's efficient. You yeah. know what? That is 100% true. Yeah, it's built for efficiency. It's built for yeah. efficiency. It's built to get business done. It's yeah. built to quickly order the food that you want because the auntie is yelling three persons down the line going, excuse me, boy, what you want? There is no time. <laughs> there is no time. For ornamentation. No. <laughs> There's no time for that kind of quintessentially British love. Because that's what English is, right? Yeah, English is just ornamentation. <laughs> No time for that. Yeah. No time for that. Absolutely yeah. not. So I totally, totally yeah. agree. Love of complaining also. Yeah. You know what I find funny about it? It's like, right. why isn't it that in more countries around the world, complaining isn't a national pastime? Why is it right. Why is it a distinctly Singaporean Singapore, Malaysia. First of all, I refuse region. to believe that it's true. Because like the Brits are notorious complainers. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah but why is it like associated with us? Look at America's news. It's Correct. basically complaining. complaining. Yeah. yeah. Everybody complains. complains. When you get a chance, you complain. Yeah. So it's not just us. Like. It's not yeah. just us. It's but really we'll not take just, it. But we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Because like anything to make Singapore like look more anti, we're huh? here for it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Shall we go on with Kartik's audition? Yes, please. <laughs> so far, I think he's doing a pretty good so job. So far, not yeah. bad. Not bad. So let's get to the part where we talk about whatever the fan fiction we want. By the way, the fan is me, and the fiction is just figments of my life story. Look, I really did try with this F word for you guys, I promise. <laughs> so, uh, you've asked me to share whatever I feel like, so maybe I'll do a few loves, hates, hobbies of mine, um, and then you can decide whether you want to toast to them or roast them. Okay, uh, she say one, um, she say she says she's activated. Y'all uh, heard it here. She, she said we can decide whether to toast what? what? Toast, toast or roast? Okay, so toast means good, roast means bad, right? right? Usually, we don't come for our listeners. No, nah. we don't. Especially nah. when they did such a huge right, solid, We you know? invite people to come. Our show is not to make fun of that one. But, but you know what one, she did? She gave us permission. She, she gave nah. us consent. She gave, she gave us consent to take the piss if we wanted to. <laughs> yes. uh. Okay, okay. So, so we're going to go full on. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for giving us a, a segment. Uh. <laughs> thanks for giving us a little game show to play. Yeah. Okay, so this is what toast or roast. Toast or toast roast. Or roast. Kartik, Kartik's, uh, we are toasting or roasting. Kaya toast or roast. Uh, <laughs> Kaya toes or roast chicken? Yes, Katik's life. Katik's yeah, life. Yeah, poor innocent boy. Has no idea what he's got himself let's into. Let's do it, sis. <laughs> so let's start off with a love. And for me, there's no bigger love than my best friend, Tejas. So he and I have been going strong for more than a decade through thick and thin and lots of travel and other shenanigans in between. So funny story is that I actually made a new friend recently. And immediately after she added me on Insta, the very first question she asked me is if I was gay. So dear listeners, for context, I've got a few very cute couply photos of him and I on there. And while I do identify as a straight male, I was absolutely delighted when I got asked that question. Like to me, it just highlighted the strength of our friendship in a unique way, because honestly, are you really best friends if your sexuality in relation to them isn't questioned? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, toast or roast? I mean, Kish, one of Kartik's uh, favorite things is his best friend. I mean, I gotta, yeah. I gotta, I gotta toast that. You toast, you toast. Is it? Only because he's speaking in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
No uh, lah, for sure. Why wouldn't I? Why yeah, wouldn't okay. I toast that? That's really sweet. Yeah, it's uh, I say it's like a semi toast for me. Girl, <laughs> Rude. No, no but, but how do you feel about that thing where he's like, um, okay, yeah, people have mistaken me and my best friend for a couple, and like that, 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 that is like he 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 seems to like get a lot of like uh joy out of that, even though he's a straight. I don't. Know. I I see. Like, have people ever thought prickly. we were a couple? Have people ever thought we were a couple? I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, that ship sailed quite early. Right? <laughs> That I don't know why. Said, I don't know why did that ship sail yeah, so early. Ship yeah. I, I think maybe people look at us and go like, no, yeah, no, no it cannot be, cannot be. <laughs> it cannot be. Who does what? Yeah. <laughs> but how, how about... <laughs> who do what? Who do what? <laughs> who do what? Is this relationship... <gasps> who will bring the tea? Yeah, who will bring the tea? <laughs> who will switch on the TV? <laughs> it's tricky. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you feel about what he said? Oh, no, I think it's sweet. I think like, I mean, it's, it's like, I think it's nice that a straight man doesn't mind people thinking he and his gay, Absolutely. His, gay, his best friend are gay for each other. Yeah, it shows some, uh, like he's assured in his But more than that, like... I want to see the photos. <laughs> they sound hot. They you, do. Like, Kartik, never close that door, babe. Yeah. Never close that never door. Never say never, Hey, sis. you think you're a straight man, but yeah. like, you're only 24. Yeah, correct. Hey, I had like a bisexual moment a couple of years ago Did where you I really? realized that I'm not fully as, um, as gay as Girl, I thought I was. the Kinsey's Scale, it's a sliding, it's a sliding scale. scale. Yeah, Kartik, maybe if you love your best friend so much, you should, you know, you should show him. You should put a ring on it. <laughs> we are awful. We're awful. We're awful. No, we're bad but people. it's lovely to yeah, hear yeah. That, that your best friend is like one of your favorite things. That's so nice. Yeah, I don't know if you're one of my favorite things actually, Kishan. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna take yeah. that home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> you definitely don't compare to Max Spicy. Max Spicy. <laughs> but you like Max Spicy, you give me diarrhea. <laughs> Okay, let's move on to the, <laughs> next, the, on. the next thing that Kartik loved. The last love that I'll mention was actually born out of all the spare time I had during COVID lockdowns, and that is K-drama. Look, I'm already a slut for anything rom-com related, and I'm truly shocked that I hadn't come across these shows earlier. But honestly, what is not to love? The music, the um, revenge plotlines, your oh-so-many-cute romantic gestures, and even the fashion inspo. I love all these elements and more, and I'm totally there for it. Um, Rose, 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 Sorry, Rose, Rose, no. Cannot. Rose. Every, everything you like about K-drama, all the things that you said, I hate it. I hate it. I can't I mean, do you even it. watch K-drama, Kishan? No, let's, I, be, let's be fair. I don't, but I, I'm, I'm in the vicinity of people who do, and sometimes like as a group activity, they want to sit down and they watch this K-drama, or sometimes it comes on a little bit, and I look at it, I go like, that... I'm just not for me. Yeah. It's too saccharine. I mean, I, can't. I am here for like Korean cultural ascendancy as a formerly, <laughs> co- as like a formerly colonized yeah. nation. Sure, power, power to them. Thumbed down by the Japanese. Yeah. I'm like, I'm here for Korean culture overtaking Japanese culture. No, amen. Go for it, sis. Amen. But what I can't stand about it in the Singaporean manifestation of it is how, right, it's just another cool East Asian culture for us to obsessed over yeah to emulate to emulate because we have like zero interest slash confidence in our own culture correct or we don't know what our culture is which is lost and then for like this cut off like the Chinese majority Xiao Mei Mei is here right it's Mm. really like oh they basically just want to be Korean you know and I'm just like stop it you're Southeast Asian you eat blachan yeah correct embrace 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 the prom base embrace the prom (laughs) base Oh, that's it though. Like I went to see Ajuma recently, the oh, new yeah. film by Her Shuming, which has a kind of like K drama aesthetic to it. Really? I mean, like it w- it doesn't. It just weaves in K drama into its plot, and right. it's just a really good film. I highly recommend. Everybody go and bring your mother go and see. Okay, okay, okay. I think all your aunties and mothers will feel very seen by it. Right. 
This is fundamentally a film about like a middle-aged woman discovering herself in late age. Oh, that sounds lovely. Oh, very nice. Very okay, nice. okay, mm, okay. Yeah, so uh, yes to that. Yes to Ajuma, but roast to K-drama. Sorry about it, K-drama. Sorry about it. Okay, let's move on. Okay, now time for things I hate, but maybe I'll just limit this to two things, just because I don't want to put too much negativity out there into the universe. Sweating is definitely on this list because unless it's right after exercising, it's just a really unpleasant feeling. But the real issue is that my body, for whatever reason, cannot handle any form of spice without breaking into an actual sweat. And because of this, I really do avoid eating spicy food in public or with friends. And unfortunately, I get teased for being quote unquote weak. But the funny thing is, I actually love spice and what it does for the flavor of food. But it's just easier if I eat it at home where I have the facility of a shower or a bathroom to wash my face in afterwards. Plus, sweating does make you stink after a while, so I just rather not. Wow, sis, how mm, much do complex. you sweat? Yeah, Kartik, you sound like a sweaty boy. How much do you sweat after you eat spicy food? I am so curious. That, that is intense mm. if you need like to wash your face. It's really intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I do know some people who really can't tahan spice. They eat a little bit and they like... Red colour. Oh. Everything. Mm. Everything all like drenched. Cry la, blame the mother, blame the father <laughs> la. Yeah. <laughs> it's really quite intense. Okay, wait, so like, do we toast or roast this... I mean, I, this thing that Kartik hates. I, I toast it because I, I, I agree. I, I agree. So. I yeah. agree. But I have a caveat. Mm. So I think it's kind of nice in certain aspects, uh, especially uh, like like amorous aspects. Like in the bed, I think sweat okay. can be very exciting. Let me just stop you right there, babe. <laughs> like I am a, like a heavy and persistent sweater. Okay. And I hate sweat. It makes me feel unsexy yeah. even in bed. Oh, that, that, it uh, does the opposite for me in bed. Oh, like, yeah. it, it can heighten Because sexiness. suddenly very slippery, right? Yeah, yeah suddenly yeah. very slippery. Then, but then like, the, eh? all the sex smells come out, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But I cannot. I just feel like, I feel like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm dripping all over you. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, because for me, sweat has always been... Um, associated with exertion and then like right. you know as someone who's grown up with like body image issues yeah. like it's tied to my anxiety about coming looking like oh ha huh, you walk a bit only he sweat huh? uh. <laughs> fat fat bomb bomb <laughs> yeah sorry that, a lot, that was a lot <laughs> Fat, fat, bo- bo- fat Sorry, sorry. Wow, that just like it just poured into your ears. Sorry, Karte. I know he's trying to avoid putting negativity in the world, but I just fully went there. We, don't I, worry, like we will have done it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Second on this list, and probably one of my biggest pet peeves, is a lack of punctuality, and especially if it happens consistently with a weak as or even no excuse given at all. I don't know. It's just a huge red flag for me, and I think it just comes down to the fact that it's all about mutual respect for each other's time and maybe the effort that we have to go through to shuffle our daily life to accommodate for you know meeting up with someone or being at an event where there's a lot of planning and logistics that's gone into it i think it's a respect thing and you know i try to be places on time and it's just irks me when others aren't but Maybe I need to t- loosen up a little bit. I don't know. Mm, this is a, a hard toast for me. Oh, this is a half-half for me. Oh, please enlighten me. <laughs> because like, I don't know. For, for me, it's like th- there could be many reasons why a person is late. So for me, I'm I'm totally okay with it. And also, I'm const- consistently like 5 to 10 minutes late all the time. Because like, I don't know. Because of oh, so many di- so many things. I don't know. I, 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 I guess I'm a bit more loosey-goosey about it. But I get where it's coming from about the respect thing. I totally see that. And yeah, I understand. Yeah. As someone who has a weird reputation for being late all the time. What? 
I know. I had people seem to think that I'm late all the time. No, if anything, you are early or on time all yeah. the time. Okay, mm, I would like to at this Let point me put it out I there. would at this point like to um call out my colleagues Ma Yan Ling and Shrida Mani. <laughs> wow, sister is naming names. <laughs> I don't know if you're listening to Ma Yan Ling and Shrida Mani. You're always making fun of me for being late, right? What? You hear from my best friends. No. My best friends say and those are, you are Always on time or Fiendishly on time Or early yeah. yeah And when I am late right I get into such a state of panic mm. And I must I will make sure you know I'm panicking yeah, because, because I feel why? like If you are running late The least you should do is Be like deep, Deeply apologetic Of and course panicky, Yeah yeah. Mm. yeah. No lah but Sis no, no You I, are always I, on time I can't stand late coming mm. No I really I have friends who like Have like a very rubber sense of time one right? Yeah Like will have left me waiting Up to an hour before That is not okay the, I'm a forgiving person So I'll never hold it against them But like it ruins my day when someone's Were late. they apologetic? No. Oh, that makes it doubly worse. No, because they always got some fucking excuse when. Even so, be yeah, apologetic yeah. lah. Yeah. That's horrible. You know what I used to do? Like, we, we used to have a friend uh, who's always also super, super late and we used to tell them a, a fake timing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it was supposed to be at 7, we would tell people, oh, uh, actually we're meeting at 6.30 and we all pack up. Go like, tell, no, him, no, no. tell them 6.30 ah. Do you know, this used to be me. So I used to be a habitual latecomer and then my oh. friends started doing that and then when I found out they were doing that, I was so humiliated Right. I was just like, no, I'm going to change my ways. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's like not nice to be conspired against, you know? <laughs> Look at what happened to Julius Caesar. <laughs> what happened to like the new Malaysian PM, Anwar Didn't Ibrahim. turn out well. Didn't, nothing, you know, it's not nice to be schemed against. Yes. And if your friends have to take on that kind of like extra labor to educate you about being uh, uh, being punctual, right? It's very embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. it is like, it is. Yeah, I know, I, I, I have mixed feelings about this, but now I feel weird putting this out in public. So if I'm ever late again, people are going to go like fucking hypocrite. Yeah, now you can already. Mm. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thanks Kartik. Let's move on to like yeah. his, uh, he has a little outro. He has an outro. outro. <laughs> I'm just so impressed. I'm so impressed <laughs> at the dedication. Yeah, I think I'll wrap it up there because I've undoubtedly given Joel Dedication 10 times more content than they wanted and they probably want me to shut up now. So thank you so much dear listeners for tuning in and supporting this podcast do not forget to rate it so we can get it to the top of the charts in singapore and of course a special thank you to joel and kishan for this super cool opportunity and blessing our ears with all your podcasts you have no idea how excited i get every time a new episode releases i am super keen for the next time i'm in singapore joel you have to take me to heidi la for the experience and kishan let's go to your favorite mcdonald's and grab a fisher filet Okay, love you. Bye. Oh my god. Aww, what a I, sweetheart. Can I just say the amount of research this boy has done into into yeah. doing his little thing. Not only did he do housekeeping mm-hmm. during the outro, mm-hmm. he referenced the Haiti Lao episode mm-hmm. and then he referenced how my mother says mm-hmm. fish o filet instead of filet o fish. That's a deep cut. That is a deep cut. Really you true fan eh? True fan, true fan. And well done. Clap, clap. Thank you so much. So, so sweet. Uh, Paralyzed, hear it for all our five foreign listeners. Oh my God. And that's, I think what we've learned today is five actually is only the tip of the iceberg. Truly. Uh And Mm. I've also learned that outsourcing is possible. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, we should outsource more. It's very fun. Today, we should really just sit here, press play already, you know. (laughs) Truly that. (laughs) I feel like a, I feel like a, I feel like a DJ at a bad gay club. So uncharitable. Just, just press play only. <laughs> yeah, just press play and respond. But but it was it's been so much fun. And I think when all these pieces of audio started to come in and we were listening to them, they were I don't know, I, I felt unexpectedly moved. Mm. Like there were there were many of these pieces of audio that just put put me to tears a little bit. Really? Because, yeah, because it's like, wow, people are actually listening yeah. to us. And listening attentively. Listening to... attentively and for some reason or another they, they seem to really relate and maybe <laughs> on some <laughs> 
<laughs> and maybe they really like us. I don't know. It, it just feels more real, lah. Yeah. You know, it's nice. Because it's nice. Oh, actually, the reality is we make this podcast in a bit of a vacuum. It's literally just the two of us in the room staring at each other. <laughs> Like now, yeah, like, like now. Literally, I, it's like I'm having a very weird meta moment now. <laughs> and then it's like I think what what is especially moving is hearing the Singaporeans abroad who mm. find this podcast a kind of like tether to home, mm. uh, and a reminder of why they left. <laughs> <laughs> but then hopefully also a kind of like um you know a reminder that things here aren't as you know yeah. aren't always as onerous and bad as they there are pockets of there beauty. are pockets of joy and stupidity yeah, that are to be found it's just about like who you know and like which and podcast you it. listen to that's right yeah <laughs> I think there's some podcasts in Singapore you listen to it just reminds you that like I should go I should move further away I should move further away We've come to the end of yet another episode of T for Two. This time joined yes. by our five foreign listeners. Mm. Thank you again to Johnny, Chun, and Natasha. And of course, Stella and Kathy. Thank, you, Thank so you, much. you so much. We hope you had fun putting those little recordings together. We yes. hope you, dear listeners, were inspired by hearing other dear listeners. Yeah. Mm. Isn't it exciting? Yeah, and interesting? Maybe, maybe we should do this again next time. Uh. We maybe get our, I will get our listeners to record for us. Uh. Correct, mm, correct. Okay. Watch yeah. out, watch out. Watch out. We're <laughs> coming to an IG message <laughs> near you. Uh. <laughs> coming to exploit your labor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next time, this has been Joel signing off. And this is Kishan. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.